The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about using customer transformation in your email marketing. We're talking about going way beyond just your regular common garden testimonial. Before we get into that conversation, we have put together something really cool for you that I know you are going to love, and it is totally free. We want to give you this for free. You see, we know that you want to make more sales from your email marketing. That's why you're listening to this show. But you can't make sales if no one is clicking on the links in your emails. And that is why we've put together 12 really creative, interesting, unique ways to get more clicks in every email that you send in a new download that we're calling Click Tricks. It's yours totally for free as a listener to this podcast today. All you have to do is go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash tricks. He's got fewer coats than his dog has. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he's suffering from vertigo. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. That's why it looks like I'm on a ship when I'm talking to you. I'm like, oh, you know, like in a, like a terrible old school play where everyone was like, we've got to make it look like a stormy sea. Whoa, whoa. I think vertigo just makes me think of like standing on top of a skyscraper for some reason and like nearly falling off. I don't know why, like some sort of weird sport. And that's how it feels, man. If I, I, I sat down um, the other day and I, when I sat down, I felt like the back of the chair had come off and I was just like falling and falling and falling backwards. So you're best off nice experience. Standing, sitting, lying. Like, what should you do when you've got vertigo, Doctor Kennedy? Whatever at the moment feels. It's basically changing that state is the thing that sets it off. It's not the most fun you can have. Um, no. I know you're obsessed with buying um, coats for your dog. Yes. Yeah. How well, I figured got? I've got. I've realistically got th- uh, two coats that I I sort of rotate between. I have my winter one. I've got three, I suppose. I've got a raincoat. Uh, I've got my winter one. I've got my raincoat. I've got my little black one. Actually, we both got the same one. And then I've got. Um, that's it, I think. And then he has uh, four coats. So wow, he's got a thin one. It's got a raincoat one, which is very cute. Goes down his paws. Uh, he's got. Um, but I did see the other day um, we're at the garage getting some tires changed. And there was a woman who was getting hers done before us and she pulled out of the garage in a car afterwards with the new tires on. And in the passenger seat of the car was a dog that we hadn't seen because the car was in the garage. Uh, And he had a little woolly bobble hat on. He's had the same ears as Alfie did. His ears coming out through little holes in the side of the bobble hat. So Alfie is getting a bobble hat. He's getting a bubble hat, the lucky thing. Um, hello, this every week on the show, we uh, talk about how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers. We talk about email marketing psychology and strategy and tactics, and we share what's working right now when it comes to making more sales from the subscribers you've already got to make you the email marketing hero of your business. We've got a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Sing it, ladies. <laughs> make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player because we are here every email marketing Wednesday. We aren't starting a cult, but if we were, we would definitely have an angelic choir sound singing in the background uh, in the church of Robin Kennedy. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. So uh, yeah, awesome stuff. If you haven't already, make sure you do hit subscribe because we are like we, we don't need to miss out on this stuff. That's really, it's really, really important. So one of the things a lot of people talk about in all of marketing since the beginning of marketing time um, is you've got to have social proof. You've got to have testimonials. You've got to talk about 
the results that you've gotten for people. Now, before we get into this, really important bit is we are obviously, uh, we need to do, we should probably do a legal disclaimer at the beginning of every single one of these episodes. But again, this is one of those things that can be a little bit, um, a, a little bit, you can get yourself into some hot water if you're not careful with using stories that that imply, suggest, or even outwardly state that people will have some kind of success. Got to be careful. Otherwise, the your local FTC or whatever they're called where you live, what are they called here? They're called the Advertising Standards Agency in the UK. Um, they'll come a chase them. They'll come a knocking, and it won't be for a cup of tea. Uh, you've got to be a bit careful about that. We're not lawyers. We're not actually qualified in anything, but just... Be aware, if you are implying that, hey, if you use this magic potion, you'll definitely grow a beanstalk, um, if you're in, you know which niche that is, um, then um, then, then um, you could get into some hot water with making claims that you can't actually back up. So that all said, make sure, as with all your marketing stuff, whatever you're writing and, and whatever you're putting out there and saying, just make sure that you're not being naughty. But let's talk about the importance of actually sharing the stories and and, and telling people... Um, and, show, and sharing what people have done and, and the successes they've had. And just further to that disclaimer, assuming that you've already checked that everything we're about to tell you, you're allowed to do. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Otherwise, please ignore everything. Everything, not even from us. Just ignore everything. That would be best for you, really. Yeah. Um, so what is the big deal about talking about, um, not just testimonials, but what we really want to focus on is talking about the transformations, when you take somebody from point A to point B and they get an outcome, um, it's it's such a powerful thing because it's easy to forget. And, and, and you think it would be easy to forget or or you think it'd be easy to not bother, uh, to not get wrong. But it's, I'm still amazed at how many times I go on Instagram and people put up a post that says, there's $20 off or um, there's a free coaching call when you enroll in my program today. And I'm like, but you're not selling it to me. You're not doing any marketing. You're just telling me facts. You're just still obsessing over the over the product, over the fact it's a nine-week coaching program or it's a three-video course or a eight-minute thing you post on Facebook or whatever it is. That still, like, I'm like, don't, aren't we beyond just stating facts? I think one, one thing that's interesting here when we talk about going beyond a testimonial, so my parents recently bought a new car and the, the, when they picked it up, the guy who sold them the car, the car salesman, he said, would you mind going on Google reviews and leave a nice review? If you wouldn't mind giving me a little name check in the review, that would be great if you think I've done a good job. But specifically, if you could go to the to the car dealerships Google reviews page, we're a small family business, that would be great. We're not one of the big main dealerships. Sure. And so my parents said, you know, could you help us? We don't know how to do that. Could you help us go on Google reviews and leave this review? So sure enough, they came over to my house, we had lunch, and then we uh, I got their Sorry, they, your out. parents asked you to help them. So I thought yes. they were asking the car dealership. No, 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 no. My parents said to me, rather, uh, would you help us do that? Lunch. We don't know how to do it. So they came over to mine, we had lunch, and I'd been with them the first time they saw the car. So I met this guy as well, and I thought I liked him. So we got uh, my stepmom's iPad out, and we went on the website, found their Google reviews thing, and then we went to leave a review. And what before typing the review, we obviously saw, thought, let's stop and have a look at what other people have written. So we went back through some of the other reviews. And it was really interesting to see that all of the reviews that were being left were basically saying, uh, you know, 
Richie was nice, Craig was lovely, Sally was good. So obviously all the car show salespeople are saying, hey, could you, you mention my name in the review? Um, they gave us a nice cup of tea. They were very friendly. They were very helpful. They're leaving a testimonial. None of these reviews said, I love the car. It's fast. It's got all the features I want. I can get from here to there. I feel better about myself. None of these testimonials were anything transformative. They were all the the garage is reputable. And whilst that's important and valuable, you should do it. I think it's really important. As I was reading this with a marketing brain, I was saying, this is not helping the garage all that much. If we they've got hundreds of these already. If we put another one on, it's going to make next to no difference at all. But we can help them by say by pointing out that your life is transformed as a result of this thing. And so just again, to talk about going beyond a testimonial, I think it's really important that we make sure you know the difference that or I know you know the difference, but understand the difference. That one is, it was good, they were trustworthy, the process was easy, I like Robin Kennedy, or I like you know your name. You can put testimonials for us if you like. Um, whereas the transformation is... I, I mean, I can't think what it is for, for a car right now, but like, I feel better about myself. Um, I feel like... Uh, I love I, how reliable it is. I, I'm, I'm no concerned. longer worried about picking my, my son up from school. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so those things are to do with safety. Yeah. Those things are to do with the feeling of um, uh, increased... Certainty. Yeah. What's the thing about, you know, if you bought a, if you bought a really good car and you used to have a clapped out old shed on wheels, uh, you would now yeah. feel... Um, more confident, yeah, I guess, you know, th those yeah, kind more of things. confident, like a status boost kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those are the things. And I think it's really important to remember that in business, you need to have both. Like I think testimonials are great because you do want people who've never heard of you before to be able to read something that says you were fun to deal with. Like we love testimonials that say Robin Kennedy make things fun to learn and all that stuff. That's great. But it doesn't like people could spend money every month to have fun with people who teach them stuff. But if it doesn't get them the end result they're looking for, right. then that's only half the battle. People want to have a good experience and it's they like, want the outcome. It's like the fun is the um is the journey. Like the right. journey is fun, the destination. Like imagine going on a car journey, keep the keep the car metaphor. I wonder if we sort of think about it like I really want to go to Niagara Falls. It's going to be a, the transformer, transformation. The outcome is being at Niagara Falls, but you want the journey to be some something, not boring, not we broke down all the time. You want it to right. be something else. So, I think what it really comes down to, what we want to start doing, is showing people that our stuff is good, not just telling them that it's good. So we have to appeal to obviously the, the the conscious, logical side of people's brains by telling them what they're going to get. Here is what you are, here are the deliverables. Here's the list of the 20 modules or, you know, whatever it is. But then we want to kind of show them, we want to show them and we want to show them how it's going to actually resonate. Um, for me, the most important and, and most powerful part of using these more transforma transformational sort of stories is that it turns the facts into emotion. And it's hard for any of us to initially like buy from, uh, from just facts. We have to, we initially get interested because of an emotion, because of curiosity or because of, um, because of excitement or whatever that is. And of course we back it all up with logic. Of course, that's an important piece. But I remember I was once doing some training program for something and i remember there was there was a whole bit about assertiveness and they taught you to say um 
I feel blank. So if someone's like saying something that makes you feel bad, right? Uh, the assertive way of, of of approaching that is saying, "Hey, look, I just want you to know when you say when you call me that, it makes me feel this. So what I want you to do is use this word and not use that word Fuck again." Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What you do is fat Ralph, <laughs> right? Um, so, and, because, and the reason that that phrase is there is, I feel this. When you do that, it makes me feel this. Is because nobody can argue with that, because that is you stating how you feel. Now, whether they they cho- choose that they would have felt differently, which is probably why they're doing that behavior in the first place, because they were like, oh, well, I, I actually meant it in a, in a sort of adoring way or in a, in a cute way. Or, you know, we've all got words that, or names that people have, um, have, have come up with for us. And we go, oh, mate, well, you're not call us that. Like, I think we've all, you know, we've all got one of those. Um, so um, I think the, the point there, though, is really that, you, it's very hard to argue with how somebody else feels about a thing. It's hard to go, oh, I don't believe that that thing works or that thing is that because that's a person, another person expressing how they feel right now, right? right. So, um, and, and the way that we've done this that I'm, I think is really great is over the past few years, we've had a number of our students, I'm sort of jumping around our sort of plan a little bit here, but... Um, we had a number of our students come on the show and share their own transformational stories. And this is just such a powerful thing to do because you get to hear from, you know, such such and such a person, say Emily or somebody, comes on the show and you don't just hear us telling you what's in the program and what we know is going to do for you. You get to hear from Emily, this is what she was trying to do. This was what was a struggle. And we get to, first of all, identify with the struggle. So the most crude version of this that we've all seen with before and after pictures is those uh, is the weight loss industry. I know if we go to our local airport, there's pictures of before and after pictures, a person uh, a bit overweight and a person having lost a load of weight um, next to each other. And that's kind of how I think about it. Like we, The reason there's the before picture there is because the audience needs to go, oh, that person has been either exactly where I am or in a worse off position than me. So the before picture is an important piece. And, and I don't mean just that in a visual sense. I mean, telling the before story. I, in, in the world of email marketing, I was building an email list and I was really struggling to get people to buy for the first time. Wow, what had you tried? And go deep into that and figure it out what you know, what are all the things you've tried? Why, why was it so difficult? Why was it made even more difficult for you? And what was the 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 problem behind the problem? What was the on? What was the uh, the the knock on effect of that problem? And then going into telling the after picture, which we'll we'll get into all that a bit more. But for me, it's really about making facts more emotional. Yeah, and I think the minute you start to paint out those facts, the more of those facts you put out, the more things there are for somebody to latch onto and go, oh, but I'm like that. So you might have, you know, a woman called Emily and there's a bloke called Frank reading this and he goes, well, I'm not a woman or, and I'm not called Emily. Never met anyone called Emily. And then she goes, and I was building my, I sell stuff to parents of children. You go, oh, well, I sell stuff to bloke, single blokes who play golf over 60. So 
nothing here. Still nothing in you common. Go, yeah. And Emily had uh, a list of uh, a thousand subscribers, and he goes, "Well, I've got two thousand subscribers. I've only got fifty subscribers. That's, I'm not like Emily at all." The, the, the more of these things you drop, the more chances there are that there's a couple. I mean, I'm being very negative there and assuming there were none, but there's there's something that they can latch onto and go, ah, that's like me. I have that problem. So maybe in that in that instance, Emily talks about the problem she had in converting those subscribers. So they were all opening and clicking the links in my emails, but they weren't buying. And Frank might go, oh, that's the problem I've got. I feel I feel like that now. They're a bit like, <laughs> oh, I could get in trouble now. If you go oh, and see, if you go and see one of those, uh, if you go and see one of, I'm just going to say this. If you go and see one of those, you know, you you know, there's these fraudulent psychics, right, who go out on stage and and, and they'll pretend they're totally dead. I'm not saying there aren't real psychics, but there's definitely some fraudulent ones who pretend, right? Sure. That's how I've dodged that. Um, they, well if you go and see one of those, dodgy will be so happy with what you just did there. If you, who will? legal <laughs> oh yeah um if you go and see one of the fraudulent psychics though what they're banking on is the fact that they're going to spew out so much crap that you as a believer will sit there and ignore all the stuff that makes no sense and you will latch onto the stuff that does and so yep. what's good about being able to spray out all of these things is that the people who are reading it will latch onto the stuff that makes sense and they'll 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 hook themselves in with that and go oh i'm like emily because you know, I'm a um, a man over 70 called Frank with a different size list and a different thing, but I have the same problem as Emily does. And I want the solution, the, the transformation that Emily has got. Mm. So what's really nice about that is that if you, the more of these facts you paint as pictures, uh, the more stuff there is for them to grab onto. And of course, the more of those they, they can latch onto, the better. There's some ways of doing that, which we can talk about, but the, the, the more of them they latch onto, the better just dropping a lot of them gives them more chances to. Mm, yeah. One of the things that I would definitely recommend when you're sort of talking to these customers who've had some level of success, well, first of all, what you want to do is make sure you've got a methodology for identifying these people. So is there some way you can collect the information you need to identify some people who've had a recent success? Because what you don't want to do is have somebody show up on your, let's say it's going to be a podcast like what we do, you don't have somebody saying, yeah, oh, yes, I took your course three years ago and uh, and uh, immediately had amazing sales and success and it was brilliant. And then you go, great, that, that feels really out of date. Whereas if the person on your podcast or you're interviewing or the story you're telling in that email is telling about the success they've just had and they're currently having, I just did this thing and had this great result or I was suddenly able to do this thing I wasn't able to do before... If it's a current thing, um, it's much more believable. It's much more present. It feels much more timely. But also, you want to have something in place so you can be finding these things, right? It's really important. When you when, when we say to people, here's an email campaign, and we at this point want you to tell a customer success like a before and after story, people will go, well, I haven't got any. And, that's, and the reason most people don't have great customer success stories is because they don't have a listening device inside of their business anywhere, any listening devices whatsoever, which is looking for those things. So really simple example, for our members of our programs and stuff, we have a members Facebook group called The Den. It's a private secret Facebook group just for, just for the members. And in that, every single week, we ask people to share their wins. And even between those, those posts where we ask them to share their wins, people are posting their wins. And that means when we identify either 
Rob or I identify, or sometimes the team members as well, will identify someone who's like, wow, I've just launched your Super Flash campaign and I made seven and a half grand in three days or five days or whatever. First of all, we'll screenshot it. And secondly, we'll reach out to that person and go, that's awesome. Do you want to come and talk about that success somewhere? Tell me more details. What happened? And dig into it. Have a conversation. And they don't always turn into a podcast episode. If we just, if we had a podcast episode for every customer who has a success like that, that's all this show would be. And while they're valuable episodes and they serve a purpose in your marketing, they're not everything, right? We wouldn't be able to show up and, and share this value with you. So you want to make sure you've got a proactive device in your business or multiple proactive devices that allows you to collect these stories. And we're not just talking about testimonials. So testimonials are one type of this thing, right? But a really much more interesting one are these story-based, this is what they did. And so where can you set up these listing devices? Let's talk, I, let's pr quickly talk about that. And I think you should have a few of them, right? So I think it's worth, even if you haven't got like a membership or something like, like we do, there is something to be said for having a customer Facebook group. So we know some people who all they sell is they've got 24 different courses, but whichever of their courses you buy, you also get access to this customer Facebook group. I did that in a previous business actually, where there was no, I didn't want to have a Facebook group for every course, but equally I didn't have one central program that like deserved its own Facebook group either. So I just had a, a customer wide Facebook group that was for everybody. And again, you can do things like every Friday we do like a what's your win of the week type post. It's one of our only things where we do that like, um, you know, theme day type post and it always works well. But it also just encourages people to share their stories in there because people do in reality like to be seen mostly. People like to like raise their hand and, and be seen uh, as and somebody. And be celebrated. I mean, that's the thing. And I want to just pull out something you said there. It's really important. I don't want people to overlook. And that is by us putting a win of the week post in on a Friday, that also reminds people, hey, I can post my wins in this Facebook group the rest of the week. So they do. And we'll have people say like on a Tuesday, actually just last Tuesday, somebody was like, I can't wait till Friday to share this with you. I've got to share now. This is the result I had. I did this, I ran a webinar, it went really well. So, and here's my numbers. So that's the first, that's the first really good place. But then making sure that from that place where people get people to voice the thing, you also have a process of what you do next. And that is for us, if it's in the Facebook group, it's grab a screenshot, message the person, have a conversation about what they did, congratulate them, give them that personal significance, that personal pat on the back, because damn, you know, that's, that's it's good stuff. And then ask some questions that are going to allow you to tell a story about it. And then document it. Have a place you can document it. And you're going to document these things in various ways. One of the things we've got is a, we've got a wall of wins. You'll notice if you go to our blog, if you're over at emailmarketingheroes.com, we've got a, a page which is a wall of wins. And it's just a huge, long damn page of screenshots of people sharing their wins. The yeah. reason we've got so many wins is because we have a proactive way of people sharing their wins. Most people go, oh, what if people aren't getting wins? If you're not seeing your people getting wins, it's almost certainly not because they're not having them. You've created a program, an offer, a course, a system, which is the best of your ability and it's the best way you can think of and you've created to, to get that result. So people are getting results with it. Almost certainly, right? So all you haven't got is a proactive way of saying, share that win with me. 
Um, for our for our members and customers, we've got a couple of campaigns that are designed to get testimonials from people. And one of the things that you can do, you can have this automatically in place. So somebody buys your product, they go through one of those campaigns, which includes asking for a testimonial. Loads of people send us one, like loads of people send us one. And the ones, when you get them, obviously they reply with the testimonial or fill out a form, it depends which route you take. But when you see that testimonial, if you look at it and think, this sounds really great because testimonials are hard to write. Okay. So, so not everybody's going to write the world's greatest testimonial, but if you see one where you go, that's excellent. This sounds like there's something here. I want to dig under the surface. You can reply and say, thank you so much. That means the world. I'm, I'm so glad you like the thing. Listen, I'd like to go a bit deeper with you if that's okay. And kind of talk about you like before and after talk about like what's happened for you or is happening for you right now as you're going through this. Is that okay? Uh, and then you can send them a deeper questionnaire, or you can say, let's hop on a call, or you can say, here's some questions, just reply with the answers whenever you get the chance. Now, fewer people will, because obviously the, the more steps there are in a process, the, f- the more people drop off. But again, a very high percentage of people do. And what that means is, if if they have something to share, like if they... If the testimonial was just a polite, I loved the course, it was great, I haven't had a chance to do it yet, but I've enjoyed watching it, well, there's not much to dig for. But if there's somebody who's got in, we get so like a, a, an insanely high number of people who will buy our program, uh, our blueprint, and then they'll buy it, and within a week, they've run a campaign, they've made nine grand. And so that for us, that that's all the that's all the transformation we need to get some, to get going. And so if you've got something like that, where people dig in and they get a result very quickly, then, then you've got something to dig for. But regardless, soon you see a good testimonial hit reply hey i'd love to dig under the surface of this a bit more and find out you know what else there is to do here um, and that's a massive that? bit rob isn't it like i think a lot of people just collect the testimonial and go right, i've got my testimonial now that's the end of the conversation i've asked for it i've collected it moving on for us that's the beginning like reply and yeah. go this is great what did you do what was the specific thing you tried what was happening before start digging like what you the question you want to ask yourself is feel like feel like a journalist where is the story here? Where right. is the story in what this person did? Because if we can tell the story of a person, that is way more powerful than just another testimonial. Think about the difference. If I tell you, a st- and I'll give you some storytelling, all of this, think about the power of stories. We talk about stories a lot over the, over the years, right? And, and we use stories a lot in our emails, and I'm sure you do too. Because they connect with people. People start imagining, they transport people. They allow people to feel things that they wouldn't normally feel because you're, you're talking about made-up emotions. You're talking about creating um, fictional scenarios. So rather than just going, hey, here's what Jerry said. The guys are great. This was brilliant. That's one thing. You know, I, I made 10 grand. Okay, that's fine. There's a place for it. You want to use that. But compare that to the email that says, hey, let me tell you about Jerry. Jerry and her wife run an amazing um, health, weight loss program from their from from this this studio they've got, and they're just the the nicest people. And what I love about them is that their whole program is all about personally working with these clients to get these amazing results. They're just such brilliant people. What Jerry did is she took our XYZ email campaign, and she ran it for just six days. Six days, and and then on the seventh day, she dropped me a message to say, in that six days, they made $32,000 from their program. And, and, and then she said that her and her wife have, have actually booked a, a trip on a cruise, which they've been wanting, wanting to do for years, uh, with some of that money. And I just wanted to celebrate... Je- Think about the difference that happens there. What did we do? We took you to a location. If I could remember where the hell Jerry lives, I would have mentioned the name Texas. of the, the state. Where is she? 
Texas. She's in Texas, right? So, I, you know, I would have said Texas, you know? Um, and so we're now telling a story out of this, which allows us to imagine it. You can't really imagine a testimonial unless the person has told a story in their testimonial, which they generally won't do. It's sort of like the difference between reading the synopsis of a film and watching the film. Like, if you read right. the synopsis, you, you don't get the benefit of the, of, uh, that you do from watching the film, right? It's the same thing from a testimonial. Generally speaking, testimonials, you want to collect, they're easier to collect first, right? Because people can write a yeah. testimonial quite fast if you follow our process and put it together and give it to them. They can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not going to, you're not going to get big swathes of replies with people giving you their, you know, war and peace life story of, of their engagement with you. But if you can get that quick testimonial, it's like the old foot in the door thing. If you can get that quick testimonial and then reply to the ones that sound like there might be something more there, then you can dig, you can dig further. And people generally having done that little bit of action, commitment and consistency will follow up and say, oh, sure, that sounds good. Let's hop on a call. Or, and because you've you know, now whatever. given them some significance as well. They're like, hey, no, I'm interested. Tell me more about your success. Don't we all love talking about our successes? Yes, we do. So people People are really warm to that. And because they get some significance from you by hearing from you personally or from your assistant who, who says, hey, I want to I do more about this and feature you on a thing. I mean, that sounds great. The other thing to do in those stories, really good technique, really simple thing. Whenever you're telling stories about before you give a testimonial, before you go into one of these stories, these case study type stories, is you want to build up how brilliant, clever, uh, smart, how you want to build up the person you're about to talk about. Because what that does is that fires off a lot of emotional resonance of positivity. Oh, this person's good. And now I feel good. Um, the person talking about it is in a positive mood. I feel good. But also, it puts that person to a higher status position. So a person of higher status, of um, a, a person who's respected, a person who you think a lot of, you think positively of, and then you say all these lovely things they did with your stuff, with your process, with your program, that now also gets rolled up into that, that positive emotion. So whenever you'll hear, whenever we talk about a client doing something, you'll always hear us from the heart talking about the things we love about that client. And just being honest, hey, you know what it is? Every time I get a DM from Jerry, I get excited because I know she's just out there, absolutely working her tail off in spite of a whole bunch of health issues. She's out there doing stuff, making an impact on people's lives by doing this stuff and taking action. I love that. And here's exactly what she did. Just being honest, we're not using any of this facetiously or in a dodgy way. And some of our highest converting individual emails. So somebody's joined our list, they've gone through our email engine, they didn't buy from us, they've been on our list for now, for months or maybe a year or more, they've been hovering around our world for a bit, they've just sort of not quite seen what they need to see to buy. They're, they're effectively the most difficult people for us to sell to, right? Because they're the ones who have taken the most luring and they still haven't done it. We will sometimes just notice something in our Facebook group, DM the person involved, say, hey, could we tell your story? Because I think these facts are all true. Please confirm that they are. You did work in a factory and blah, 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 and this, that, and the thing. And this is what you had difficulty with. And you work in three jobs as well as trying to run your business. And is all of that true? And they say, yes. I go, great. Can we use that in an email? They say, yes. Great. Copy it together. We write it together into a little case study, show them it. Send it out as an email. And that will be the email that gets that person to buy because there'll be something in it that they've just read where they just go, oh, it may, like, it's, it's one of the big penny drop emails that you can send is for somebody to go, that's exactly where I am at. And I didn't think Robin Kennedy's thing would work for me because 
but now I've read that it worked for Emily. Now, now I'm in. So for converting the sort of longer term people who need more nurturing and need more, um, coaxing almost, uh, need, that's a negative word, need, need more stuff. Um, this is one of the highest converting, like single emails you can send is just, Hey, listen, no story today. I just need to give a shout out to, and then you tell the story about the person. Uh, so it's very different from our like general day-to-day emails, but whenever we and send actually, you can do it both ways, can't you? We, we, and we do. I mean, I've seen you send emails like this wrong way. Sometimes it's the story. Hey, hey you know, you might just start the email with, Hey, I've got to tell you about Jerry. Jerry was blah, 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 blah. Sometimes you could do it as a shout out. Hey, I just want to give a public high five to, to John. John is doing this cool stuff at the end of the story. So sometimes yeah. you can do it as a shout out because, hey, publicly celebrate people. Like, what a really lovely thing for any of us to be associated with. Something we can do more of, I'm sure you could do more of, is publicly celebrate. Hey, I want to just give a public shout out to this person. As long as there's some value in it, as in this is what they did. They run a, just a simple eight-day um, campaign using our, followed our webinar framework and they just went out there did and this and this and the secret and secret sources here they just did the work they just did some copying and pasting and you just go oh cool there's a lesson in that all yeah. right so um massive massive lessons there if you want to look at the two different testimonial um campaigns that we uh, that we use and uh, that we have inside of our program uh, go check out um email hero blueprint um email hero blueprint.com you can find out all about uh, the email hero blueprint uh, over there and as a special bonus, right, when you buy the blueprint today, um, is after you've gone through it a little bit, we'll get you'll get an email from us that will give you the chance to give us a testimonial and become a case study. And then you will get a shout out uh, from our stuff. So, you know, as a special bonus, right, you can uh, you can but be But no one promises, of our right? But can't be making that as a guarantee. Not every person's gonna get a flip and shout out, Rob, otherwise we'll be here for no, you will get an, you will get an email offering you the chance to give us a testimonial. You definitely will. You definitely will. Cool. So um, yeah, there you go. So think about telling these great stories about your people. Now it's time for this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. What have you got? This one was R in quotes gateway drug. It was about when we first ever fell into the world of surveys. Uh, basically, we wanted to run one survey, I think. And then when we saw the power that it had, we were like, oh, this is amazing. And our eyes were opened up like Mr. Burns when he goes radioactive in The Simpsons. And uh, we became addicted to the old surveys. So it was our gateway drug. Taking a, a typical thing people have heard of, using it in a context where they're not really expecting it. Like for the, they don't expect the person who teaches them email marketing to be talking about a gateway drug. Uh, so there you go. Good. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Thank you so much for listening to the whole show this week. Make sure you do hit subscribe on your podcast player. If you're a brand new listener, hello, welcome. Um, make just remember we do this every single Wednesday. We call it email marketing Wednesday. So make sure hit subscribe. And if you haven't already, do leave us a review on your podcast player to help us spread the word and help more people with this amazing email marketing stuff. And we'll see you all next week. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>